0: the bite goes on is up next but first check out this other great show on the radio misfits podcast network
1: destination eat drink i'm brett peterson host of destination eat drink the travel podcast for foodies this week we're visiting dublin ireland i'll tell you the best places to get your guinness on and how to sample a dish called box download destination eat drink today on the radio misfits podcast network The following
2: is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
3: Hi, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sondra Bernstein, as always. We are here in Sonoma. Beautiful day in Sonoma. Another beautiful day in Sonoma. How are you?
2: I am Good almost the tail end of this cold. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how long I'll be saying that for like six weeks. You've
3: been a teetotaler for the yes, last couple days. teetotaler. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't even get you some good wine the other night when you came in for dinner.
2: I know. I know. But those cocktails were really good. Yeah, no I cocktails. I did like that yeah. cocktail. Yeah. Highlight. Highlight <laughs> right. of the meal. Yeah, good. Um, the, good. Um, so we're still kind of in wine country. We're still dealing with um, the... I don't know, the trail of the disaster. And I think the fire is, what, 70% contained right now, or 80%. They've 80-90, so it's almost the 7th. They said it would be done by the 7th.
3: I know, it's really funny. I So I looked ahead at the reservations last night at the restaurant because I always have to make sure that it, for the large parties that I have the right wine that they've pre-ordered. And I saw a reservation for Sunday that said under occasion, it said celebrating the containment of the fire. Oh, <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe how they, did they know they, that?
2: Well, it's been published so many times that they are determined to have it done by the seven. That's
3: cra- I thought yeah. it was great though that someone was coming out to dinner to celebrate yeah. that. And they well, pick, picked they it the Well, as
2: they should. Yeah. Well, I'm excited today because we have two amazing guests that have a good been show. right on the front line yeah. and kind of took a detour in something that they've been working really hard on. But i um, really excited um, to have the founder of Sonoma Family Meal, Heather Irwin, and Fran Menninger, who is... On the board. On the board. board well, yeah, you say on the board, but I'm sure that means like a thousand other things, knowing you. Um, but it's just, yeah, why don't you... Um, I don't know catch us up on on what's been happening if you can even recall this is what like one long day right since it started
0: yeah i've been doing this for about i think about 10 days now it started out as something that seemed kind of containable when it was just up in geyserville and dustin villette and dominica catelli and some of the great chefs up there were feeding just the evacuation centers and then they all got evacuated Um, So we we reactivated Sonoma Family Meal, which has been in existence since 2017. Uh, We launched during the Tubbs fire, um, and we've done a total of about a little over 180,000 meals now. And we've never stopped. It's unreal. We still have, uh, well, it's going to go up now again, um, over 60 families now. Actually, be about 65, um, who remain displaced um, even after two years. These are folks who had FEMA trailers and then lost them, uh, folks that are renters and can't afford rent right now um, because of the high cost of rent. Um, there are so many reasons why people still continue to need support. And you know, this is a thing that we think is no big deal, but for the people that come in every week, they say, I am able to live my life. I'm able to do the things I need to do. I'm able to take care of my kids and just get through the basics of life and then we all get to sit down and have a really good meal together at the table and I think that's really what it's all about it's it's love we make our food with a lot of love and a mm-hmm. lot of care um our executive chef is Heather Ames
2: oh Heather worked for us did way she back when. yeah yep.
0: she's amazing she is
2: amazing
0: she is a little dynamo um she just she has been working also 16 17 18 hour days um in the kitchen we've had yeah I mean it's crazy. <laughs> it's totally yeah, crazy. it's it's, it's insane. I mean chefs
3: lives are already crazy but then uh, yeah 16-18 yeah. hours. Is, well she yeah. was so
0: excited the other day to be able to take a break um, and not do breakfast because she asked for, for the, right. some of the evacuation shelters um, and then someone came in at about 5.30 a Red Cross person said, um, could you do breakfast for like 200? <laughs> Her face kind of dropped but she's like, yeah sure we can do it. Right. So you know she just she works tirelessly and we have a great team. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The um, you know it's You know,
2: I don't know where like the city or Cal Fire or some of these people have jumped in, but it's something that I remember from 17 where, you know, I think food people, the natural instinct is to just go, okay, I can feed, I can nourish, I can, you know, do this little thing that becomes a big thing. But, and we were doing it. We weren't thinking about the money right away. We weren't thinking. We just were like, okay, how do we help? And somewhere in the midst of things, you know, Cal Fire got involved and then it started telling us who to feed and how many to feed. And and we were like, I don't know why you're telling us this. We're going to feed who needs food. Right. It's not going to be based on your chart or your numbers or whatever. If people are hungry, they're going to get food. I don't know if you're getting any of the politics of all these other organizations.
0: Well, you know, the good news is here in Sonoma County, we have so many people who want to help. Um, You know, World Central Kitchen came in and they're doing a great job up at the fairgrounds. And, you know, they've really taken on a lot of the first responders, um, which is great because they can just pump out food really, really fast. Um, What we've decided to do is a little bit different. Um, We are feeding a lot of people that are not getting fed. Um, Miriam Donaldson from Wishbone in Petaluma is an incredible organizer. She worked with us last time too. She organized all of the Petaluma Fairgrounds, all the Petaluma evacuation centers, and both we and Amber Balshaw were feeding all of them. Um, And so we would just get calls from people. But one of the most heartbreaking things that happened was all the people who were not first responders or evacuees, but were, you know, or they were evacuees, but they were in places that weren't getting served. We heard that up at the Citrus Fairgrounds in Cloverdale, there were hundreds of people in their cars with no food. Um, And so we immediately sent food up there. Uh, we've been working with Corazon in Healdsburg. So awesome. Oh my gosh, what a great group. Yeah. And so we've really reached out. Um, again, our food community, Ozzy Jimenez from, mm. yeah, you know him he's from Stash, lunch today Noble at the Noble Folk. I love him. Yeah, he's so cute. So he's really helped a lot. We uh, worked with uh, KBBF, which is a Spanish language radio station, mm. to get food to folks at a labor center. So there's a lot of people falling out. Was that
2: primarily uh, mostly Hispanic people in that area?
0: For sure, people that were afraid to go to the evacuation. They don't know how to ask, and they're afraid to go to the evacuation. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so you know they're in churches. Vice or ice? Is it ice or vice? Vice. It's it's (laughs) ice. Difference. Supposedly ice, you know, is not activated at this time, Mm. but understandably in this political climate, people are scared. Why
3: take a chance? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so we don't ask any questions. We don't require right. any, any forms or documentation. We work with agencies that know the best people to serve Ooh. and we show up. Um, we did grocery bags. We did um, full oh. meals for the families. We were really fortunate. You know, I hate to name drop, but I don't hate to because so many no, people involved. No, they deserve the credit. Cousteau came with hundreds of pounds of bread, uh, Boudin, came in with tons of red too. We are working with our local farmers and Evan Wig from CAF, you know mm-hmm. Evan, amazing mm-hmm. person. He was with us for days and days just coordinating farmers uh, because they lost their entire week's income uh, because the farmers markets were closed. Mm-hmm. I mean various, you know, so many reasons. But you know, they still have all of their produce that right. they gotta get Sitting rid there. of. Sitting there. So we are paying as many of those farmers as we can we took in all raw product no cans no mm-hmm. bottles no and none of that stuff and processed over 700 volunteers came through mm-hmm. and they were chopping and chopping and chopping we got lots of butternut squash mm-hmm. lots of greens all kinds mm-hmm. of we had Mushrooms. Tat- how do we say tetsuai? Tetsuai? T-A-T-S-U-A. Tetsuai. Oh, the, like
2: the greens, like bok choy. I mean, choy. stuff, yeah, stuff that like yeah. only
0: kind of chefs know right. how to make like really something good. Um, we had 20 chefs from local restaurants come in. Uh, the ramen gaijin guys were there, mm. their whole oh. team. So it's just so nice to see all these people that I get to see in my job at the Press Democrat. Um, I get to work with, I have a 15-year relationship with a lot of these folks, and you know, they just say, What can I do? How can I help? You know, what what do you need? And they show up. And yeah, that's and what's what important. I
2: what I should say is that Heather is also the editor Dining editor for Sonoma Magazine and the Press Democrat. And the Press Democrat. So we've known each other for a long time on that level. Keep trying to spoon feed you our fake salad as much as I can. I love your fake salad. Yeah, and so, I mean, it seems like a natural progression also of being that embedded in the food community and not very difficult to pick up the phone and get help and... I mean, especially people that just want to help anyway.
0: Well, you know, that's the thing. In 2017, you know, we had our three Michelin star chef, um, Kyle Kyle (laughs) Connaughton, came in with just trays of lasagna. I was so sad. I never got a bite of that lasagna. It looks so good. But, you know, that's the thing. They want to feed people. And... A lot of times they don't know how to do it because, you know, you can't walk into Red Cross shelters with a tray of lasagna. They're going to turn you away. So that's why the other thing that's really important to us was seeing that in some of the shelters, people didn't have food handling experience and... For us, that is a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure everything that we're pushing out is being handled properly. You know, temperatures are correct. All those important things. So, you know, you don't want a bunch of firefighters getting sick. No. That would be. No, when we exactly, were feeding the or National poison, Guard. Or, <laughs> yeah, we were feeding like hundreds of National Guardsmen. And I was thinking, you know, people were just bringing random stuff to them. And I was thinking, oh boy. Yeah. It's so thoughtful and kind. Yeah. You yeah, need but to make you sure know you know what you're what they,
2: doing. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's hard to say no. And mm, then you yes. take it. Right. And you put it in the back and you go, Don't eat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't Trim cocktail. Yeah. Don't touch. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's it's quite an amazing experience to, to see everything that, that our community is able to do, to rally just yeah. that phone tree. Oh, you know, I call somebody, yeah, they call somebody, exactly. ten people show up. Yeah, We are such
2: yeah. a strong And social community. media, I think, has helped dramatically in in that. And One of the positive things mm-hmm. of social media. And
1: that um, extended our reach. Because we had about 150 volunteers every day who came and helped us prep. And they came from Napa, from Solano, from Sacramento, San Francisco, because they saw it on social media and they wanted to help. Wow. So they showed up. We processed um, four tons of product. Over the Unbelievable! Because we used all raw product, and it all had to be processed, and that was done by volunteers.
2: And um, all vegetarian, or you got meat the other day? I we saw. Got,
0: yes, we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat. Um, And Lepe's, actually Lepe's Meat Company was the first one to show up the first day with all the chicken, which was so Uh. great. But yeah, we've gotten huge donations from our local ranchers and Mm. um, other providers of local meats. Um, So again, that's really important to us to make sure people are eating really good food. We did things like, you know, we got all the bread, so we made chocolate bread pudding. Uh. You know, we made shepherd's pie. We made...
1: Um, I'm trying to think of a mushroom ragu a mushroom on lenta oh, that oh. I didn't get a taste of, and that I'm. We sad got about.
0: 85 uh, boxes of mushrooms from Mycopia, oh, so my we got God. mushrooms for days, and they're so delicious. Oh. Roasting those off, and yeah, I mean it's just really Im- Im- impressive. But I wanted to really quick just for I know everybody knows Fran around here, but I want to say how I got to know Fran. Um, I am a journalist. I am not a nonprofit director by trade, and so um, it was a rude awakening—rude awakening—to uh, dive in and learn all the complexities of being a nonprofit director. And Fran, who has you know many, many, many years of experience as a nonprofit director here in Sonoma, in Sonoma, um, I met her through SCORE. And she became my mentor, and she continues to be my mentor and let me know when I'm not doing things right. <laughs> and um, when you are, and When right. I am doing things, more when I am doing things right. But it's it's so nice to have someone who's been through this. Yeah,
2: and has your back. Make sure you're making the right decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's my pleasure because yeah. this
1: is a wonderful organization. Yeah. I'm very proud to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's pretty cool. It gives me goosebumps, yeah.
0: It's pretty cool. I mean, it definitely, you know, we noticed, too, that a lot of the volunteers coming through, you know, it it helps them, too, to be part of this team, to be part of such a loving and passionate group of people um, that are working so hard. And we really love that. And I think all of us are getting a lot out of this too. You know, I have never been involved in nonprofits or even much volunteering because I was like, I'm a single mom, I'm too busy. Right, you have your own charity to deal with. (laughs) Exactly, and I'm thinking, how am I ever going to volunteer? And now I see how much people can get out of it. You know, just just an afternoon of of being with other people who are there for a common cause. Yeah,
1: especially during this disaster because people needed something to do. They were so concerned, and they cared so much, and that is very frustrating if there's nowhere to channel that. So they came right. in, you right. know, and felt useful. Yeah, and Just, that's essential to you know the human heart. Yeah, that's true.
3: Well, me and especially uh, for a lot of us, we didn't have electricity or cable or Wi-Fi or internet. So give me something to do, <laughs> right? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Right, so okay. many of the chefs that came in, uh, I love when I uh, Gabe Nehas from Gypsy Cafe, who is just the sweetest person. You know, he was saying his restaurant was closed. Most of the people, you know, had to empty out their walk-ins. Yeah. So we were we were yep. the beneficiaries yeah. of several walk-in yeah. empties. Um, and you know they needed something to be busy doing, yeah, and right. and that's why I think all coming together was a really an important thing. Yeah. I was lucky; I had power the whole time because mm-hmm. I'm right by the the San rosa Fairgrounds uh-huh. on the same uh-huh. grid. Oh, so they had to keep so that grid open. They had open. to keep that grid open. But I will say, coming home after these long days, oh, I know, and watching shower. junk TV, <laughs> taking <laughs> <Right>. a shower, <laughs> Ooh, it was I very I nice. remember <laughs> we
2: didn't have power and we stayed at a friend's one night and there were people just everywhere sleeping wherever they could. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I showered for two or three days in a row. And, but you're in that adrenaline Mm -hmm. that keeps you going and, and you think you just see that there's something so much bigger than you. And yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely not volunteering this, this go around, um, for a couple different reasons, but mostly because it's, you know, not in our town. But I definitely felt like a withdrawal, like, you know, why aren't I there? Why aren't I doing this? And, you know, it's phenomenal that there's so many people that are willing that, you know, on one hand, I didn't have to do it. I could take a step back. And I was not even worried that there wouldn't be enough people because
1: there there's going to be enough people for sure there there definitely were and the camaraderie in the kitchen was so wonderful because these were chefs who probably haven't worked together yes but i would overhear them saying okay so chef i've got a delicato squash can we put some mushrooms how do you want to you know and they were just all working together on the fly because it, we worked with whatever product came, came. in the door. Right. It wasn't a preset. How did you? Yeah.
2: How did you decide what you were going to make? They all did as a group.
1: They just did. They just wasn't off. like
2: Heather saying today we're going to do A B C.
1: No. Wow. They were just bumping ideas off of each uh-huh. other in real time, making an agreement, and then somebody'd say, "Great, I'll take this part," and they'd head off and do it. Mm. It was ju- it was magical, yeah. really. That's the beauty of a chefs, you know. You get
0: in a, a, a ton, a literal ton, of, of butternut squash. Well, what do you do with that? You make all kinds of delicious oh, yeah. squash dishes. Yep. Um, and, and that's what a chef can do that... Nobody else can, and that's why I'm always amazed. You know, Gabe was telling me uh, that he was a little nervous about working with some of the cool kids, uh-huh, and uh-huh. um you know, I think that's what was so great is he was so impressed by how everybody shed, led their egos, yeah, left the, behind. Left the ego at the yeah. door. And most of these folks
1: don't have big egos, yeah. but left the ego at the door, and just said, "How can I help?" Yeah, yeah. it was exactly equal in that kitchen there was no one you know there was an expediter there was someone keeping track of numbers and that sort of thing but it was completely cooperative right it was really magical that's so great and then they would give walking orders to us because I helped coordinate the volunteers and they would tell us what they needed next and then people many of whom had no kitchen skills whatsoever right, right. um we have this very long counter u-shaped counter in the kitchen and it was lined on both sides uh. with people with cutting boards and, and knives uh-huh. in front of them And we'd start bringing in cases and say, "Okay, we're going to need to, you know, medium dice this. So we'd show what medium dice Uh means. Then we'd give instructions about how to hold the knife and how to put the flat side down so that it didn't roll. And, you know, and they learned some things and and they had the same sort of camaraderie between themselves. Yeah, Get. the volunteers were very involved in it.
2: Yeah, and Gary said he spun a lot of lettuce. He spun a lot of
1: lettuce. <laughs> he me? absolutely <laughs> did. He
2: did. I'm like, I was a lettuce spinner. Yeah, God love
1: him because yeah, he know. was back there in front of that sink for about four hours. Good. And then the next day, Good. Bill Govin took over oh, from him. Uh huh. And That's he washed awesome. potatoes yeah. for three hours. Because yeah. we had beautiful potatoes. I don't oh. remember which farmer it was, but they came out of the ground that day. Wow. He pulled yeah, them that morning, delivered them that afternoon. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Guess, yeah. And you know, it's interesting
2: because that's something like we explain in a restaurant all the time. That's like your big buzzwords and your headlines. Oh my God, we just harvested. People that are getting this food, it's not part of the conversation. It's just you know you're giving them really incredible nutritional mostly organic even if not certified but just amazing food and they just they get to eat it
0: we call it farm to
2: disaster (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah seriously oh my goodness well let's um well we will go backwards and really fast forward but your sonoma family meal is something that's very different than this but Makes sense that this falls under this. So the
1: mission that you created is for Sonoma Family Meal. For Sonoma Family Meal. Sonoma Family Meal is a nonprofit that provides disaster relief, but then also ongoing meals for people displaced or impacted by these disasters. So as Heather said, we've been serving, I think it's, is it 65 families now? Um, we're going to be up to
0: sixty-five this week. Um, we've dropped off. I think we were eighty, and then we've, you know, as people have gotten into their homes, you know, they say thank you very much. We're great. We're good now. Um, it gives us space to take on maybe a new family. But mm. just we want people to know, like we, we're doing our distribution today at Franchetti's. John Franchetti oh, yeah. has been there since day one for us. He's he and Gassini are the kindest, kindest yes. people. And we actually it's so it's uh, three to four meals. Completely prepared meals that people can take home um, and microwave or put in the oven. We use um, biodegradable packaging, and they pick up a bag, a cooler bag. They take it home, so they've got several days worth of food. Oh, that's great! Mm-hmm. And
2: they're picking it up based on how many people in their family. Correct, right? Oh, that's From two awesome. to yeah. six plus. Wow. Sometimes we have, wow. A few, and
0: we also are doing some vegetarian meals uh-huh. for uh, certain families that have some dietary restrictions. So. We try to make it we try to make it as accessible as possible and also we have to remember that there are kids right. in the beginning we were trying to do very fancy thing like five spiced you know pork belly which uh-huh. you know we would right. love but the kids were calling of like eh, yeah, what is that? that i'm not hungry enough to
2: eat that exactly <laughs> well you realize i mean when you go from there and then thinking about really it's comfort food. It it's is. like you just want something that is nostalgic or it's mm-hmm. just reminds you of grandma.
0: or mm-hmm.
3: short ribs, short ribs. Mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. pot roast.
0: Lots, all the mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. We do like taco, we do some like put together kits, like a little taco bar where all the ingredients and all the pieces are cooked in there and then you can kind of put oh, it all together great. how you like. So, I think a couple of weeks ago, we actually did tuna salad. Um, You know, again, it's just these sort of comforting things. Oh, tuna noodle casserole too. I am Heather's from the Midwest. Favorite. I'm from the Midwest. I'm all about a hot dish.
3: That's one of my favorite things. My mom used to make was tuna divan. It was, I think it was cream of mushroom soup, tuna pasta, and broccoli. Throw it in a casserole exactly. dish. Put some breadcrumbs on it's the top. So of it, done. disgusting. I want to be oh. very
0: clear though. There is no you, mushroom soup in our mix. It is actually a homemade <laughs> bechamel fresh. sauce. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we do it we do it classy style. Um, I think there were some crushed potato chips on the top possibly. So oh, that's oh nice fun. touch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'm sure there were because I watched you do it.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All the yum. So how how did this idea, like,
0: happen? I mean, it wasn't like, I'm going to do this. It kind of was. Oh. Um, A couple days into the fire, uh, I was at the Press Democrat. Um, I'm a food and restaurant writer, and there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about in 2017, and we saw how scary things were for so many people and my family was displaced uh, my parents and my grandmother and so we were all all out at a farm in sebastopol sitting around a large farm table kind of looking at each other going what what are we going to eat how are we going to feed each other like so my mom went to oliver's and bought a bunch of stuff but we were all so traumatized and i thought there's got to be a lot of other people out there who are trying to just figure out how to feed themselves in large groups. So one you know part of what we say is it's um, it's food for families and friends, feed, friends and family feeding friends and family. So oh, this is about awesome. coming together at the table and having a moment of normal in a crisis. Um, and so that's kind of how it came about. All these chefs were calling me saying, "What do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" And I said, hey, let's go rogue. And you know, I'm all about rogue. (laughs) So let's go rogue. Let's just start something. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, I think I announced it, a reporter called me, because I had been doing a lot of social media. I announced it without really knowing what I was doing. I then called John Franketti and said, hey, I have this crazy idea you want in. And he's like, let's do it. Of course, yeah. Of course he did. And we did it. And it just, and I told, before we opened the doors, the first day I looked over at my friend and I said well this is either going to work or it's not Um, it worked and we've just been going from there and
1: you know and then when the smoke cleared it was obvious it was obvious that the need was broader deeper and more long-reaching and there were families of course who were displaced who were in temporary housing with no way to prepare food for themselves so Heather you know devised a plan then to do the meal program for mm-hmm. those families. So that led from the disaster into the ongoing family meal program. Mm-hmm.
3: And how did they get the the message that, that you were there?
0: Well, we used social media primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing we asked for when we started our pilot program in January, so we kind of, after the trauma of October and November, mm-hmm. We regrouped, we got our 501c3 and said, let's start a small pilot program of 20 people. We reached out to the community. All we required was a FEMA card just to make sure these were people that Mm -hmm. truly needed it. Um, And the numbers grew and grew and grew and grew till the point that we just kind of couldn't take on any more families because these were like four meals. So we're doing like 1,200 meals a week out of a small kitchen. we're now in a seven thousand square foot kitchen. It's massive, and and it all worked out. It so all worked the out.
2: lease and the
0: we're still, still, in still, still in progress. You're still in progress. How could
2: they take it away now? No
0: way. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, again, learning a lot about business plan development, and um, you know, working with landlords and uh, publicity, and working with government agencies. And again, mm. it's it's all a learning process. It's keeping me on my toes yeah yeah you don't have a spare moment
3: I just want to mention if people are listening and they while they're listening want to go to Sonoma org that they can sort of check out um, the website
0: oh and a lot of people think it's Sonoma family meals it's not it's it's family meal singular and part of the reason I did that was a nod to the restaurant industry family meal as you guys know mm-hmm. is the meal that the staff gather for before service and that's really what this was about—is—is—is is, is the restaurant industry and gathering together. So that's kind of how the name came to be. Love
2: the logo. Thank you. Really awesome. Love it. I'm also a graphic designer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a woman of Where's many talents, cape? like Where's you. Where's your cape? Oh, come on. You the same way. You're a woman of so many talents. Oh, I don't know. Um, so you go from so okay so let's pretend the disasters are gone well god or actually we're just praying for yeah. that constantly That but, would be a wonderful you know thing. so the dust is really settled the smoke is gone um we feel normal again businesses are back to normal so how does the agency or sonoma family meal continue on
0: well we have um we were right in the midst of, of- Hoping to launch, uh, we pushed back just a little bit. Uh, something called the Kitchen Table Project, and this is a project that will be an ongoing training program for women, um, women that you know are, are need more employment, better employment to work in the hospitality industry. As you know, we're really short-staffed, literally short-staffed on people right now. Um, there's a shortage of trained people for the hospitality industry and restaurant industry. So we have created a 12-week program for women to come through and learn not more than basic skills. They learn knife skills. They learn the Yes Chef culture. Uh, they learn a little bit about wine. They learn about food. They learn about food production. Uh, they'll have opportunities to stage. Um, and we're hoping to have direct-to-restaurant placement because we have so many restaurant, you know, friends. And we're trying to form our program around what they need. Right. That's you know, awesome. We, we don't want to train them too much because right. the last thing anybody needs is a chef coming in saying they know everything. Right. Um, but we know that that women, you know, are, are definitely a great group that um, we want to bring together there are so few women chefs out there right now we want to have a gathering place for women a place where women of all different ages and backgrounds can come together and be mentored and again a lot of this was inspired by Fran Mm. I found a mentor something that I'd always really hoped for so I found a mentor mentor, and I want other people
1: to have that experience as well we also in addition to the training in the training program, um, we also want for the women uh, students to get financial literacy, interview skills, uh, team building, leadership skills. So it's not just about knife safe, you know, knife skills and safe serve certificates. It's really about developing a career in this industry. But also, we um, plan to do an incubator program for women who want to start a cottage. Industry in the in the food industry um, to offer them financial um, mentorship, business mentoring, possibly some angel funding um, to encourage women to go into business.
3: Right. Well, and I have a question: Are are we talking about training that's happening only in English, or is it English and Spanish as well?
1: We're developing um, our curriculum in Spanish. Our chef does speak restaurant spanish right because there's a you know a different vocabulary to the way we we talk things
3: get things get done with restaurant
1: spanish yeah Yeah. and that's what we're training so it will be um bilingual um hopefully bicultural Mm -hmm. we're looking for volunteers to join us who can help with you know the the soft skill training as well um and all women all women women my age imagine that Because I'm still working as a professional chef. I'm 64 years old. I know when I walk into some of the environments, I get the sideways glance about, you know, what's she doing here? Well, I'm quite capable still. And there are very many women like me who Mm -hmm. are capable. My hope is because we vet the students, we train them, and we have the relationship with these restaurant owners, caterers, etc., that we can guarantee that this woman can do the job and she'll get hired.
3: Yeah, how, so I work at the Fairmont, this uh, Sonoma Mission Inn. How would we? The get sommelier. In, how, thank you. How, <laughs> would, how, would, how would we get in touch with you to, to be able to get t- to hire people?:
1: Right now it's through Sonomafamilymeal.org, but eventually okay. it will be through a website called the Kitchen Table Project, which will be launched soon. Okay. But um, that's the idea is there are lots of women in Sonoma County who are financially struggling. Um, the restaurant industry, the catering industry, offers, catering
2: especially
1: offers the opportunity to add another job if you're working in eight to five Monday through right. Friday. You can pick up a couple shifts on the weekend. Mm-hmm. and that could be the difference between making it and not making it. Yeah, sure. Right. The same is true for women a little bit older. We didn't have the earning power as single women or as you know single mothers to put Ooh. away a lot of savings or to have the, the social security. Payment once a month. They need to augment their income. right They can do that as servers or as assistant chefs.
3: Right. Well, and I think what's a unique opportunity with something like the Fairmont is that we can offer benefits. So it's it's medical, right. dental, optical. Is, yeah. I mean, crucial. Yeah, crucial. yeah. Which can be life changing. A lot of people that work in restaurants yes. don't have those opportunities. Yep. So
1: right. we're not talking just about unemployed women. We're talking about underemployed women right. as well. Right. So they can move up also in the industry through these trainings. And I think with a lot of those soft skills,
0: um, which are very, very important, um, we want to make sure that we're placing these people in restaurants where they are going to be able to make a living wage. Um, You know, we're not really talking about McDonald's of the world, but we're trying to train them so they can walk in and be, you know, front of the house, they can, you know, do back of the house, they can be in a tasting room, and they come across, you know, they're educated, they know what they're talking about, they have the confidence and the soft skills to be able to really present themselves in a manner where they can earn more Mm -hmm. yeah that's huge the so from a restaurant tour perspective
2: there's a couple things that um probably are shouldn't shouldn't speak about but i will one of the biggest and well things have changed dramatically over the last 22 years of of owning a business and One of them, I agree. I think there are so many people that should get hired and they don't, one, they don't know how to go get a job. They just automatically think that if you're in your 50s or 60s that you're just, why should you go? You're not going to get the job, you know? So it's getting people that nudge to say, yes, you are capable, you are qualified, you're not going to be discriminated by age. If you have the talent and can do the job, you can do the job workers' comp insurance has, it's like the thing that dangles over our head every single day. And you can't really, you know, when you're hiring someone, you can't really ask every single question, like, what was your last accident? How many times have you broken your leg? And, you know, um, when was your last brain tumor? (laughs) You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. And it is... It's something that, there's a there's a piece in there that's not helping businesses help people. Okay. And I don't know how we change that. We've talked to CRA about it. Um, like, even with the wage, you know, the whole minimum wage thing, whatever, that's a whole nother episode that I won't rant about. But um, <laughs> Thank I you. believe that part of it, the insurance companies are also pushing For these wages, because workers' comp is based on total labor dollars. So you could have 50% or 80% people so healthy, so careful, so intentional in doing their job. And it only is one bad apple to take your workers' comp and turn it from, you know, whether it's normal or median to an absolute unsustainable place. And I don't know how we change that. And I think there's a lot of fear in restaurateurs going, wow, can I really put that person in the kitchen?
1: Well, and that's what I think this serves, is we will spend 12 weeks with this woman. So she'll be doing real-world work in our kitchen with us. She'll be picking up 40-pound loves. So we'll, we'll come to you and say, Sandra, we've vetted her. She can do the job. She's right. healthy, she's strong, she's capable. Right. She shows up. She shows right. up. That's huge. That's a big one. But the other point I want to make and the other portion of this that I'm very excited about mm-hmm. is that um, the Kitchen Table Project will also be a gathering place for women in the industry to come together and have these conversations mm-hmm. about equality, about the culture, about mm-hmm. how We provide opportunity for women to be in the industry and possibly be the impetus for change. Mm -hmm. We are the wine country. We are adjacent to the Bay Area. We're pretty much Mecca on the West Coast for the food industry. We pull in the leadership of women in the the industry. We can make change. Um, There is a statistic that I found shocking. Only 7% of the professional women chefs in the United States are either executive chefs or owners. Right. I I have heard that. We need to talk about equality in the restaurant, catering, hospitality industry. And I have very high hopes that this becomes the convening organization to help with that. Mm -hmm.
2: No, that I mean, it would be amazing. It would be amazing to be able to pick up the phone and say... You know, I am going to need someone in our catering kitchen, you know, um, three days a week or just for weekends or something. And no, I mean, the labor pool is a disastrous place right now and doesn't get better when we have these disasters because people end up being displaced. And the the other part of it is now the tech The tech of the InstaWorks and the paired and these apps that, you know, they get to pick and choose all these things and you don't really know who's coming to work your jobs. So it's, um, there's a lot of things. This will be far more personal than that. Exactly. This is human to human. So what, so what do you need to do to launch?
1: All right, I'll take it. We need to raise money, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, That's critical. We do have um, benefactors who are interested in the concept. We need the industry leaders to step up and um, endorse our concept to help us move forward with funding. Um, And we also need for the industry leaders to come together with us to create our curriculum, to make sure that our program is indeed what what they need in terms of their staffing, but also to give us insights into the industry and and the other things that we need to be providing for our students. Um, Heather? I mean, one of the things we're doing right now is, like uh, Fran has
0: said, we're gathering the industry leaders, and we have a very large list of restaurateurs from this area Uh, yourself included i think Mm -hmm. yes uh who are going to help us along the way to make sure that this program is useful um you know we have an initial curriculum but we want to poke holes in it and see where the where we need to add or or take things away um we really want to get this going as quickly as possible we know that there is a huge need out there so Mm -hmm. um you know I wish these disasters were stopped right <laughs> So we can, we can move forward uh, but we are moving forward on this um, and do hope to definitely launch um, in 2020 um, so that's what we need is is we just need people to support this program to learn about the program to ask us about the program to fund the program um, and be a part of it mm-hmm. the So I think the
2: other part that's really awesome is that it's not just restaurants, it's hospitals, it's schools, it's cruise ships, it's
0: well uh, a big a big group too that we are going to focus on and we will have some specialty classes for are people that are uh, taking care of seniors and home caregivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have heard some real horror stories about uh, you know microwave fish sticks and my grandmother is has full-time caregivers and um we love them and they're wonderful but she eats a lot of uh, soup from boudin and you know i really want to help teach them about nutrition um how to provide meals that are appropriate for seniors but are you know have some fruits and vegetables and nourishment in them um, because that's very 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 important yeah it's amazing
3: Yeah. My aunt Jane was 102 and had, um, you know, in-home, um, care providers, but you know, she wasn't, didn't have her full faculty. So if we found that, you know, they were sort of feeding her whatever, thinking that she didn't really care.
2: Right. Did she care?
3: Well, you don't know, but but I don't think that's the point. I think the point is you should care what you're feeding them. Um, especially someone that's, know, that age and has health issues that they, they right. should be getting the healthiest food possible.
0: Well, that's why it's so important is, you know, you got to look at, at how much salt they're getting and, right. And, and, right. and their taste buds are, have changed. So, you know, you want it to be flavorful, but not too flavorful. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of issues and that's why we want to create a, you know, a special curriculum for folks that are, are working in that, in that profession.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. Now, is it, is there going to be a cost to the person that goes through
1: the program there will be a cost. It's on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So if people can pay, we ask that they pay you know, what is affordable to them. But there will also always be scholarships and free tuition to those women who don't have the ability to pay. Mm-hmm. We're starting to um, have conversations with government sources that might be able to offset those tuitions. You get Um, to do some
2: grant writing. (laughs) I get to do some grant
1: writing, I'm sure. Um, And that looks very favorable. The the preliminary conversations Mm -hmm. we're having, their eyes are lighting up. And they're very pleased to know that there's this training that's being written and and produced that they could fund instead of having to produce themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So it looks good that we might have some government funding very soon. Right. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. How
2: about, um, you know, my number's going to be wrong since I've said it wrong a couple times. Um, There are 4,800 nonprofits. Twenty-eight hundred. I, I think you've been
3: quoted up to you know five thousand, seven hundred thousand. <laughs> but but I think we. It
1: only we, feels that way. I think
2: it's twenty-eight hundred. I think we were around three thousand. I think Three thousand. Right. So I am wondering: is there a way to look at some of the nonprofits that are food-related, giving food, and kind
0: of tuck them under and yeah? uh that's a great question um we do want to work with other existing nonprofits. some some of the ones that that i'm very excited to start working with are some of the um hispanic focused organizations um you know that that's really important to us uh we do uh, work with uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank uh, to get some food from them. Um, we are going to be working, we hope, with, we've had a conversation with the YWCA. That's awesome. Um, which is an amazing program. Um, I think it's important for nonprofits to work together. Oh, I agree. That's not the industry standard because everyone you know, needs to protect their own funding sources. And with so many in Sonoma County, um, it can be difficult. I had a wonderful brief conversation with Katherine Couch from Series Program mm. uh, during the emergency, during the fires, and they were sending some of their chefs over. And I think there are ways we can all work together as long as we know what our mission is and we stay in our own lane. It's a great way to collaborate. Um, there, there's just there's so many opportunities there.
2: Yeah, I think so, so
0: too. And it, and it'll
2: leave some of the duplication of services right. that we don't want to duplicate yeah, services. Yeah, we so don't need to compete with each other. Administrative fees, yeah. and I think a lot of things could.
0: That would be cool. Yeah, for sure. And I I just have nothing but good things to say about some of the the agencies here. Oh, like, god, series. they're doing I mean,
2: amazing things. Amazing, amazing. How things. can like we be in such a wealthy area and have so
0: much in need that's what's been shocking to yeah. me is to see that that issue of food justice where we have right. you know Michelin star restaurants that are you know three five hundred dollars or more and we have people that are going hungry yeah
2: and wineries and wineries and wineries people making wine that's such a luxury item you don't need wine to survive but it's what makes our place so special.
0: Well, and the irony of so many of these places that are, are employing people that are so often most in need. right? Can't live, can't, can't afford to live yet. here. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really heartbreaking. It's kind of
2: crazy. But you know, that's, that's why we're what here. we're working on. We're working on yeah. it.
1: little baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. And this is gonna help those women who are in need possibly come out of poverty.
2: Yeah, which is incredible. Well, you guys are so admiring. I mean, it's just really, I mean, it's exciting. And Thank you, yeah, when I want to keep, you know, you'll, I know you'll keep me up to date and see where I can help and fit in and. Um, yes, it's certainly. just so rewarding. We have some um, people potentially to, I don't remember who exactly I sent you, but I'm thinking kitchen table advisors, mm-hmm. um, the farm people are awesome. They would probably fit in really nicely. And next gen chef, did I give you, Justine? They're doing something similar in the city with the cottage industry and people that are starting, and their thing is. People have the right to eat right. Is that her tag? Something. Yeah, but very enthusiastic, and they're doing a lot of talking and conversations. But they're Bay Bay based, and they, she would be good. Excellent to do Thank that. You.
0: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say too, um, this is a love fest. But Sandra, you've been such a huge inspiration to me as as a woman business owner and chef, and just an all-around nice person Aww. you've always got a hug for me so I want to thank you for doing all that you do. Thank you Heather.
2: Thank you. <laughs> it's Absolutely. it's it's not hard to want to do stuff but thank you. Um, well this was fun. <laughs> so where where do people
1: so it's Sonoma family meal dot and you can contact us even if you want to talk about the kitchen table project you can contact us through that website okay and And people can donate there um they can donate there they need to say that it's for kitchen table projects so that we can just separate okay funding separate Mm -hmm. um but you can leave you know an email to any of us and we'll respond okay and for people that also want to get involved Same thing. Um, They can also email me directly, uh, franm.mgc at gmail.com, because I am currently gathering um, a council of wise women who want to be involved in this. They're going to be kind of our auxiliary. They'll be the women who will help with the interviews. They'll be mentors. They'll help with fundraising, doing events, and just kind of be the support mm-hmm. for um, the students and for the professionals who are doing the work. Yeah. So please email me directly if you have an interest. I would love to hear from anyone. Okay. I'm pretty
0: easy to find.
2: Yeah, you
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> you are.
2: Well, if there's one takeaway that we could um, put out there in regard to this, not to totally put you on the spot, but what would you be wishing for right now?
1: What I'd be wishing for right now is for um, people to get involved in this. I just saw this past week what can happen when people come with, you know, their, their desire and their open heart. And I would like to see that kind of response for the Kitchen Table Project as well. Nice.
0: We actually do have a website.
1: Oh, is it up? Yeah. Oh We're up.
0: Okay. <laughs> wow. Actually, it's... Fresh. Yeah, it's kitchen table project.org nice awesome you're amazing
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you are amazing so people
3: out there that are listening i'm sure you are inspired as i am just listening to this so please reach out if you want to volunteer time or money um we'd love to have you involved
1: thank you
2: Thank yeah. you so much. No, thank you. Really exciting, and we'll we'll have you back on, um, mm-hmm. and see how the progression is going. We'd
0: love to do that. Thank yeah. you. That'd be great. That'd, thank be great.
3: That'd be great to have you back. Uh, you know, next year, beginning of the mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and kind of see yeah. after all of this has blown <laughs> over. Right. Excuse the pun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and see um, and see where you're at. I'd love to. Yeah. All awesome.
1: Right. Thank you both.
3: Thank you very much. You can listen to past episodes of The Bike Goes On. If you want to go to thebikegoeson.com, you can also go to the Radio Misfits podcast network and search us out there. Um, but thebikegoeson.com has a little bit uh, more information there and it's very easy to navigate. And, uh, Sandra, thank you once again for bringing oh, in an incredible guest. Thank
2: you, guest. Brian.
3: And we will look forward Thanks afford-
2: for, like, making it happen.
3: Oh, sure. i, I touch a couple buttons. we will look forward to talking to you next week thanks